You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. If any of our Seminole family suffered home or business damage during Hurricane Sally, the Morgan Law Group can help you. Don't fight the insurance companies alone. The Morgan Wall Group can help you file a claim and get the settlement you deserve. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio, brought to you by Birch Orthodontics. We thank our friends at Birch Orthodontics always. Got a got a uh, text from Heather. Uh, I think tough times, tough times. She is a diehard Noel, and um, needless to say, a lot of us are reaching out to each other in that Noel community right now, and a lot of a lot of texts, a lot of um, help me out, help me get through this 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 tough time. But uh, if you need braces. <laughs> <laughs> if, after you after you got your teeth kicked in 50 yeah. to 10 <laughs> well played Ira. Uh, and we would encourage you to go see our friends at birch orthodontics who are the best in the business my family went there iris family went there and if Corey lived in tallahassee his family would have gone there too so there you go instead just, instead Corey's just eating those jalapeno cheddar register sausages that's uh, that's his that's his. I, I uh, yeah, and I don't care. I'm old enough that I don't care what happens to my teeth. I assume the sausages don't hurt your teeth. They, I tell you what, they they make your uh, they make your taste buds f- feel good. I think they actually improve your teeth. Oh, good, good, oh, good. Wow, that's a side benefit <laughs> we didn't know about. It's good that we have these two sponsors working hand in hand like this. So Just when like, Register uh, Sausage came on board, they were like yeah. they whispered into Ira. By the way, let people know in addition to being delicious. Nine well, thicken the dentists. enamel on your teeth, too. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. That, that was all a joke. Uh, Mike writes, gents, hope you're doing well, minus the garbage FSU has been in 2020. Would it be a bad idea for me to take Jacksonville State plus 26 and a half? The way our offense is played makes me think that Jacksonville State will get a few turnovers on a short field. And the way our defense has been, worse than Tebow's accuracy as a quarterback, makes me think that Jacksonville State will keep it close. Your thoughts? Yeah, man, I, nothing's a guarantee. I would certainly, I would certainly take Jacksonville State before I took Florida State beating anyone by twenty-eight points. Yeah. It's a tough one. I'm going to leave the game alone. I would, I would leave it alone. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, gonna... Jacksonville State hasn't played. They're, uh, they're play, This is one of those. They're just playing a few money games. They're not even playing like a full season. Yeah. So there's no telling what you're going to see out of Jacksonville State. They do have a talented quarterback, uh, but yeah, Florida State's got some issues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> couple, couple issues. 
Um, all right, uh, Tanika, who is our new favorite, uh, write in, and I hope I'm saying your name right, ma'am. I may not be. Um, she writes, Hi, Jeff, Corey, and Ira. After repeating positive thoughts to myself all day about the game, the one thought that I was left with after the game was that we belong on that same curb with Jimbo's Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Tell me, what was it on the curb or was it in his yard? It's kind of half. Yeah, yeah, half and half. <laughs> it was out there for it was out there for ball pickup, but uh, right, yeah, it was just kind of thrown out there, like, hey, if y'all can pick this up, please do. It was a plastic tree, yes. No, it was a real. Oh, uh, well, you know, it was an artificial tree, an right? artificial tree, right? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, they would have burned it. <laughs> Bill writes, "I'd love to hear a discussion of the correlation between opening the indoor practice facility and our inability to finish a game." Back in the day, we wear other teams down by the fourth quarter. Now we get pushed around early and fold in the second half. Is the indoor practice facility contributing to our becoming soft? I don't think so, Bill. We're just soft. I'd point, I'd point more towards coaching and strength and conditioning. And, and they, had it in thir- they had it in 13 and 14. In 14, they finished really, really well. Now, I think more of it had to do with the NFL players that were all over the roster. Typically, um, it makes a difference got guys that are going to go on to the NFL. If they make up your roster in college, that's a good thing. Whether you have an indoor practice facility, an airborne. You can practice in the mall, and it wouldn't matter if you had those guys. Marlon writes, okay, gents, we are who we thought we were. A bunch of overhyped, no heart, wine, and slappies. Now, hold on. I'll stop here for a second. I don't think they quit in the second half. No, I've heard didn't. a lot of people say that. I don't think that's true. I think they played hard. And I thought the really there was only one drive on the defense where they just quit, and it was the Jaleel McCray idiotic show there for a couple plays. Yeah. Right after he got that personal foul, it was like, there you go. There's the open. There's the middle of the field. Go for it. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think they. I don't think they necessarily quit. In fact, the play that Marvin Wilson got kicked out of the game on, he's hustling. He was 17 yards downfield making that tackle. Like that's that very well be indicative of the problem. Everything is well down the field, but, sure. uh, but yeah. for him, he's yeah. he was he was busting it in a game that was well well over. Um, so I, no, I don't, they, I, yeah, they didn't quit. They, didn't quit. they just uh, they maybe the maybe they at times they didn't compete as hard as you'd want to, but overall it wasn't like, um, yeah, it wasn't like some of the things we've seen. Well, they were overwhelmed. They were better. They, the, Miami was better at every position, just yeah. about. So Apparently. there you go. There you go. Uh, he goes on to say, we can't expect big money boosters to pour more cash into this dumpster fire. If we thought Coach Norvell had, if we thought Coach Norvell had issue in recruiting trial, wait till Miami drops the score to every uh, in-state stud. Are we destined to be like Wake, Duke, and Virginia? Um, uh, in the interim, yes. Virginia played in the Orange Bowl last year. That's all I'm going to say. In the in the interim, we are destined to be a lot like uh, the bottom feeders of this conference. It's where we currently reside, right next to Duke. Sorry, ass. And I'm not sure on a neutral field that I'd take Florida State to beat Duke, who's 0-3 currently. So, Hey, that game gets played out at the end of November, my man. Yep. There could be a Gator Bowl berth on the line. There you go. Now we're setting the stage. we got goals, guys. That Duke game at the end of the year, circle it. What are we and what are they by the time two 0 oh, and three teams? What, what we're 0 oh, and two currently? Should come on. Yeah, it's yeah. not 0 oh, and three. Sorry, we're 0 oh, and two. They're 0 oh, and three. Let's see where the direction goes for these two teams. Just know the ceiling is obviously much higher for, at Florida State than it is for Virginia, Duke, and Wake Forest. But yes, right now you're you're in that neighborhood. Yeah, Y'all are all in the same cul-de-sac. Yeah. 
Uh, Kurt writes, gentlemen, if Coach Mike Norvell and company were to go with a youth movement consisting of only freshmen and sophomores, what would the starting 22 look like? Thank you for keeping us entertained and laughing in this time of seminal football darkness. It is darkness. Well, well we can't go through the whole 22. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but mean, the, line, the line would be mostly, I mean, the line would be a lot. I mean, there, it's going to be a lot of freshmen anyway. Yeah, Devontae Love Taylor's, you know, your right tackle. Um, and then, uh, he's, you know, he's a senior. But um, other than in terms of, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's got to be a mix, you know. I mean, and, and as you guys pointed out, and when I said earlier that the message isn't getting through, I'm not saying it's not getting through with everybody. I'm just saying that if it was really resonating, you'd see guys winning more battles. You'd see guys doing more more winning plays. You wouldn't see the the silly hit out of bounds by 10 yards if they really are getting the message. So yeah. I think some guys guys are playing hard. Some guys are trying. Some guys just aren't any good. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a mixture. It, it, and, you know, Mike Norvell is, you know, you know, I think you've given every opportunity to some of those older guys. And it's, you know, you can, you can sleep wonder, well knowing you've given them every chance. What do you think? I mean, we, we'll never know. But I can't imagine what Mike Norbell was doing sitting there on his couch watching that game on Saturday night. I mean, holy moly. That, like, is he analyzing every play, invested in who's doing what right or wrong? Or is it much more big picture, what have I gotten myself into? I've got to gotta pivot. i got to do something entirely different. Like, what was his mindset when it's 38-3 to at half? Yeah, like, like you watch that second quarter, and that may be the worst quarter I've ever seen from a Florida State football team. I, I mean, it's highlighted one, by the Jordan Travis interception. Yeah, I, well, yes, indeed. So I don't know that I've ever seen Florida State other than maybe the turnover festival against Oregon in the Rose Bowl. But there's that one quarter where in about 14 minutes everything goes to hell in a handbasket. But I don't. Like that might be literally the worst quarter I've ever seen Florida State play. Miami did anything they wanted at will and brutalized you, and you were impotent across the board in that second quarter. Mike Norvell had to sit from his couch and watch that. He's probably eating nachos. He's got his daughter and his wife on the couch next to him. She's in his little cheerleading. She's in her little cheerleading outfit. He's in his Florida State. Come on, guys. I'm sure it was like that. I mean, it's, it's, it was fun. I'm sure it was a good time. Good family, good family entertainment. That had to be the most infuriating. I mean, just helpless feeling. I mean, oh. it would, it would be, and then seeing him act like idiots. I mean, that's, and that's what he said after the game. The most thing he was, the thing he was most disappointed about was that they couldn't control their emotions that, you know, and where do you guys come down on uh, Jar? I don't know if you've been watching at the end, Jeff. When Jari and Jones broke up the pass, the deep pass, and then did the finger wave. Oh, I watched every second of the game. Are you uh, are you cool with that? No. Or okay, all right. It's like because Shanna texted me about it uh, about just celebrating after making plays, right. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But you know, if it was a good play, <laughs> have some have some personal pride. Be proud yeah, of yourself. No. Dude, no. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can tell on TV. He was beat bad. If oh, was he really? Early, oh yeah. no, he was okay. making up ground on that play. He was. Well, he was, he might have been baiting him like Dion. Sure, sure. Against that's Andre Risen. Based on what we've seen so far, that seems. <laughs> Jamie writes, "Hi guys, assume you're a five-star linebacking recruit that can play anywhere in the country. And although FSU has been your team since you were a kid, you don't want to be part of a rebuild and play for a team that apparently couldn't beat William and Mary, even if William stays home. So, what program would you want to attend?" 
For me, I think it's Notre Dame. It's a great academic institution with tremendous history. It's on national TV every single week, puts players in the NFL, and the schedule gives you a chance each year to make it to a playoff. Thanks for all the great work during these difficult times. If I were a linebacker, where would I want to play? I think the answer is LSU. Although after watching Saturday, I'm not so sure that I'd want 600 yards of passing offense put on me. But um, I, I, I think it's LSU. I think in uh, maybe Ohio State. Not a bad um, choice. Not a bad choice. I mean, UGA is the answer, obviously. That's where you go. Uh, that, that's a team that's always going to be good defensively. By the way, I don't know if you all saw that, but if, you, if you're questioning whether there's another quarterback that's in the same neighborhood as James Blackman is in 2020, the kid that started for Georgia is right there. Hey, he, I watched – a good bit of your game wasn't it like seven to five in the third quarter like a it good was bit seven to five at halftime yeah yeah they yeah, were down seven to five at half yeah yeah but they brought in the kid that was the walk-on he's now a scholarship kid he, he he came to georgia went to a juco then came back and uh he looked good and it's amazing again the same offensive line the same receivers the same running back a kid that had confidence that could get it out of his hand quickly and sling it all of a sudden arkansas couldn't stop him by the way, a serious question. Would you start Tate Rodemaker this week? Yes. I, I mean, here's the problem. Here, you know, I just think it's, a, it's, it's not as cut and dry just from the standpoint of do you lose James Blackman entirely yes. at that point? Yep, I do. Yep, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then now you've got Jordan Travis who can't stay healthy, Chubba who's still not apparently healthy, and yeah. James Blackman now is mentally checked out. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I just think James, James is going to help you beat Jacksonville State. I would think mm. if I you beat him. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Okay. That's the maybe. Right. You know what I mean? Tate, Tate, we're riding with Tate. Just don't get <laughs> ride or die. Just, just don't get hurt, Tate. Right or die with Rodemaker. Hands, baby. Uh, yeah, the answer is I'm, I'm definitely starting him, and I've accepted uh, that James has hit the transfer portal. Okay, okay so let so me ask you this. So what so happens what? if? Tate, well, well, what happens if he starts Blackman with the fan base? If he starts James Blackman in this game and, and doesn't – now, I think what if he – It doesn't matter. but He's going to be booed. Blackman's going to come out and be booed the first series. Oh, but it's I, don't be, he's gonna be, I don't think he'll be booed. It's going to be – won't be there. The students it's going to be – the students aren't going to take those tests to come to that game. Well, you're probably right. So it, maybe not, but there's going to be – there's not. it's not going to be met with a lot of excitement. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. There's eight thousand people in the stadium. No. Um, I, I don't think he can worry about what the reaction of the fan base is going to be. If he thinks he's the best chance to win, all right. Just, hey, look. By the way, James Blackman's great in the first drive. So let him play the first drive. You're going to go down and score because that's what you do. Because those are the plays. Apparently, you only those are the only plays you practice. So roll roll down the field and then let Rodemaker come in for the second drive. Hopefully, he plays well and then you just never go back. More headliner questions in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Ted writes, well, boys, where do we go from here? Sit the veterans who consistently do not play up to their strengths, like Wilson, Terry, and others, and play for the future with the young men that want to play, or do we keep doing the same thing and expect different results? If so, I honestly see zero wins on the schedule. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, we're definitely uh, in favor of starting to skew young. John writes, hey, fellas, 
Well, all I will say is that the 2013 national title seems like a long-ass time ago. I believe that Norvell is the right guy for the job. This is going to take some time to get fixed. Intolerable. But I will always support FSU. Good job, John. You're right about that. It does seem like a long time ago. James writes, gents, that was not football. It was horse manure on fire. It seems our vaunted defense was just playing against the siege uh, of an offensive line. So is this basketball – or Siv is what he meant to write. Uh, so is this basketball team going to play a full season, or does COVID keep that to just league play as well? Basketball, guys. They're going to have a few non-conference games, um, but mostly it'll be – I mean, they when they play 20 ACC games last year, isn't that right? Didn't, yeah. Wasn't it a 20 game? So, yeah, it's going to be – I, I think they'll play somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 games, and 20 of them will be conference games. Seems to me that they're uh, making headway and doing something over in Orlando, yes? Sort of well, bubble they, type stuff? There's a bubble stuff. They're, I think they're going to have a few tournaments over yeah. there. Um, yeah. And uh, I know Florida State was supposed to play in that Charleston tournament, but I think they pulled, pulled out of that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, they'll, they'll have some non-conference games. But seem a lot of people have turned their attention to basketball guys. Well, it's a, it's a bad, we're a basketball school. We, that, Truly, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's those. a basketball show. Yeah. Tony writes, hello fellas. This will be Seymour. Uh, How can you be a legit football player and still be soft? Where's the respect for those who were the, wore the spear before you during fall camp? Everyone knew what the team was and projected the final record accordingly. So why is everyone so angry? Not a lot has changed. The offensive line and the quarterback suck. The defensive line plays with no passion or pride. And at this point, do you think that Wilson and Terry's draft stock fell uh, to where they would need to come back again if they could? Oh, man. All right. Yeah, I guess they're not using, they're not losing a year of eligibility. No, Marvin will be fine. Um, Tamarian, yeah, he's in, he's in, he's got to pick it up, man, or he's in trouble. I think he's already shown enough to to have dropped his stock without question, and for good reason. Well, no, but he's got nine games left, so he might, you know, if he's if he's doing well in November, it'll be different. It'd be interesting to see if he cares enough to do that. Walter writes, hello, gents. Thanks for all the fine thoughts and keen insights. Jeff, I know there is no NIT trolley for football, but I feel like we need a ding-ding for the team so we know the sound of mass suckage is on the way. Remember when our guys would say in post games, Saturdays are easy because we go against the best all week long. Not anymore. Uh, that is, that is yes, a problem. We, yeah. we, we broached, uh, broached this subject earlier in the show. Gator Kirk writes, Good day, Jeff. Ira and the bald and the beautiful. Really enjoy all the coverage in these dark, gloomy days of FSU football. The show's a refreshing break from the misery on the field. Not sure how long it will take us to become a 500 team and then be a challenger again for titles. As far as recruits go, damn the star ratings. What we need are players that love to play the game and want to make the necessary sacrifices in order to be the best that they can be on and off the field. Hey, well, did you, did you, did you hear Herb not. Street? And did you what? hear Herb Street say that at the end of the at the end of that game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, and I, I and when I was talking to Aslan about it on Wake Up War Chan, I'm like, man, that that seemed like a pointed comment that maybe he had heard from a production in a production meeting from maybe the head coach of the Florida State football team. And I'm not saying that's true. It might be Herb Street spouting off. But what he said was Florida State needs to stop worrying so much about combine numbers and going and going to these camps and seeing who's the tallest and who's the fastest and who jumps the highest. They need to go get football players. Go get guys. Now, the problem, obviously, is some of the country's not playing football right now. It's hard to identify those guys when you can't go out and recruit and see them in person. But I don't disagree with that. Right now in the immediate, you got to go get guys – 
you got to go get, I don't know how highly you Steven also, Corey, You also don't have a choice. Nobody works. No, right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So it's, it's, it's imperative and it's really hard because they don't get to go watch these guys. The recruiting is different than it's ever been. It's imperative to go get guys that are going to have to be, they're going to have to be a little under the radar or you're going to have to beat out Louisville for them. But those are who you're recruiting now. Go find the best of that bunch. You can win games with the best of three-star talent. You can. You can't win championships. I'm going to let you answer this one because I think you'll want to. Chris writes, so we got six months of reports about how organized and detail-oriented Mike Norvell was and how this staff was amazing and impressive, and yet I'm pretty sure Willie could have managed 52-10, to and he was a better recruiter. Did we just go 0-2 on coaches? Uh, well, I mean, that's to be determined. We don't know for sure how this is going to work out because it's not just what you know and what you want to do, but a part of it is how, how you connect with these players and how the players connect with you. It's happened before where a coach has gone somewhere and it didn't work for whatever reason and then gone somewhere else and it did work. So there's no guarantees, but people with this Florida state made a huge mistake firing Willie Taggart and spending all that money and going after a new coach. Shut up. That was a disaster. What Willie was doing, this thing was going to get worse. Can I, inter- and- can I interject real quick? All right, we don't want to tell our listeners to shut up. We don't want to be mean to them. Anybody shut miss your me, mouth. That's miss what you meant me. to say. People can miss me <laughs> with the talk about That's much there's, there's two things that have been said this week, since that Miami game that I don't want to hear. If you're going to say it, say it to somebody else. Don't bring it to me. Miss Iron with it. Miss, just num- miss, miss them. Number one is that Willie Taggart shouldn't have been fired. He should have been fired. I didn't like the idea of firing somebody in 21 games. I supported him early on. I gave him every benefit of the doubt. That was a disaster. Terrible hire. It could not have been ended soon enough. So that has nothing to do with what's happening right now. Number two, the people who think they should have figured out a way to make it work with Jimbo Fisher. It wasn't going to work. He was not going to stay and be happy. He was never going to be the guy he was before. He needed to leave. Florida State needed him to leave. It was going to be a disaster as well. Just because this isn't working out doesn't mean any of those things should have worked out differently. So stop with that. Ira, it's as if they didn't watch the people they're talking about. We (laughs) saw what Willie Taggart and his staff were doing. Before that, Jimbo had a losing record in his final season at Florida State. A losing record with what better the, players. And they never beat a Power 5 team those last couple. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Dude, they had quit on that guy. He's partly the reason we're in this situation right now. Yeah, but also it's not – again, he left. He wasn't yeah. fired. He, now, if Florida State had fired him after that season, then, yes, they would have egg all over their face. But, but what they, people are saying is they should have given him everything he wanted. I don't know. It, yeah, you're right. He kept wanting to leave. Those weren't, he, those weren't blush he to go to, to LSU. Yeah. Years. He yeah, had he already was, predetermined before we played Alabama he was leaving. Yes. Um, so, But, but um, I would also maybe take issue with I, – I, I don't know that Willie Taggart's a better recruiter than Mike Norvell. Uh, he, no, Mike no. Norvell can certainly recruit quarterbacks better. Because my man didn't bring in yeah. any, and that's a re- another reason you're we're we're at this point right now. No, I agree with you there. I agree uh, with you. And, and I'll say this: I mean, just from you know talking to parents of recruits, I've talked to a few parents of recruits over the last couple of years. There were a lot of in high school coaches, a slew of high school coaches who completely ripped Willie and his staff for not being organized in recruiting. 
not being organized. Kids would show up for visits, and a coach they were supposed to meet with wasn't even here. No, no, or would leave early. Scenes. The stories behind the scenes for for those that don't know, or a horror show. It was a horror show. You had people's people who have no interest in bashing Florida State saying things like, "What is going on with that guy and his staff?" I mean, we I had people come to me and say, you wouldn't believe what happened this past weekend in terms of any of those recruiting visits. I mean, it was a nightmare. Uh, But all of it adds up to a really ugly situation currently, and it's not something they can get out from under overnight quite clearly. And they can do better, and they can do better. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that just because those guys were terrible and the version of Jimbo at the end was not the version that guided them to a national title – it doesn't mean that this group gets a pass. No, yeah. not at all. It just, it just means that don't start assuming that we should have just stayed the course. That wasn't going yeah. to. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It doesn't mean that Norvell is the guy that's gonna turn this around. We don't know that. How could we? We 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 still think he's a good coach, but we don't know that he's gonna be the guy. We do know that the guy that was here before him was not going to turn not, it around. Zero no, zero not, chance. Not uh, more headliner questions when we come back. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Stevens writes, go Bolts! There you go, baby! Stanley Cup champions, well done, sir. The Knowles played like a team full of lowly knitters that wouldn't be allowed to step foot in the Chappelle household. What was the most rewarding <laughs> aspect of the game for you? The fact that this one doesn't count since our head coach was cursing the names of the team from the privacy of his own home. Um, he didn't give me an or. Yeah. I mean, it. the whole season has a weird mulligan feel to it. I mean, again, they all get their eligibility back. Um, so, you know, Notre Dame's having some issues right now with, with the COVID testing, by the way, I, I think they have like 18, 20 kids that are being quarantined. Yeah, so that game you kind of cross your fingers that maybe that game just doesn't even happen. All right. Okay, you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's the, that's the kind of season we're having. Don't even want to play it. Don't even need to of play it. Of course you game. don't. Why would you need to play Notre Dame? You don't. Uh, so let maybe maybe they'll be the whole team will be quarantined and they won't get they won't have to. If you're gonna wish for a team to be quarantined, let it be Clemson the week we play them. Uh, Chris writes, imagine those battles. And by the way, guys, I don't want anybody to get COVID. I should, it's just it's like uh, it's like when you were uh, I don't know if you coached a bad little league team or if you were part of a bad little league team and you're like, man, maybe it'll rain. Maybe it'll yeah, rain. Maybe, maybe we don't have maybe- to. The other team will have a kid not show up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a kid that we – there was a kid, Manny. I can't remember his last name. When we were like 13 or 14, that threw like – I swear, we we said he threw like 85. I know he didn't, but right. that's what it felt like. And, dude, every time we had to play them, I was like, man, let it rain. Well, same so, thing with me. We had a kid in our league named Omar who broke my left rib um, – uh, my ribs <laughs> on my left side. He threw as hard as anybody I've ever – I swear to God, he threw as hard as Doc Gooden, and he was 12 years old. <laughs> and I, I, I was he was the only pitcher in our league that I'm not ashamed to admit now I was scared to death of. I I had no chance to get a hit. I stood up there. If he threw three pitches down the middle, I was like, good, it's over. I'm out of here. Yeah. I had no, I wasn't gonna swing there nothing. You go. That's the attitude. Yeah. Give that one the one meek swing where you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He fooled yeah. he fooled he fooled me on that fastball. Yeah. <laughs> uh Chris writes, imagine those battles the first team D and offense must have had during scrimmages. It's equal amounts of garbage. How can any new coaching staff judge what they have when both sides of the line suck? Yeah, uh, we covered that. Yeah, we did. I feel like we're getting a little redundant. Like a lot of the questions are things that we've covered with uh, our first hour analysis. Willie writes, gents, it's getting rough around here. 
I thought the soft ass shell left with Barnett, but it's alive and well. How do we salvage any sense of pride this season? Bagman, special syrup, I'm all ears. What do we got to do? Well, it's not going to change anything for this season, Willie. Uh, I'm for Bagman. I'm for cheating. I'm for getting that girl with the Spanx money and asking her for $100 million and totally flipping my roster with paid performers. It's starting next year. Let's go. Let's go. I want an NCAA investigation to happen the second we flip the roster because they're impotent to do anything about it. Anyhow, here we go. Did you see Lane Kiffin's uh, bag, bag of money on the sideline? No. When they celebrate, their prop is this big burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. (laughs) Come on, Lane. Lane's like, I care not at all what you guys think about me. It's like Bill Self with Bill Self with the stripper poles. They must not. uh, They didn't get to use it a lot, though, huh? Didn't they give up fifty points? A little bit early. A little bit early. All right. Uh, yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get players here. You got to do it. Zach writes, what's the recruiting pitch for Norvell after these first two games? Is it promising? Play early. Is it yeah, promising immediate playing time? I can't see big-name players coming here right now unless they know they can play right away or they just take a blind leap of faith and trust that Norvell's track record of developing guys is going to pay off. Well, that's right, Zach. That's good analysis. That's uh, completely fair, and there's nothing to add to that. Uh, yeah, you're not you're not getting everybody. The, the problem though is that Florida State fans are used to five star super duper recruits. That's what happens. That's what they're. That's what yeah. we've grown accustomed to around here. Reporting on covering, they're not yep. coming. Nope. But you can again in the in the immediate, you can win games enough games with lesser recruits if they are coached well and they're they're uh, they're evaluated correctly. That by 2022 you could be in a, an appealing enough program that the five stars flood you again because you still are Florida State. That's the difference between you and Virginia. Right now, there is no difference between you and Virginia. But the, the Virginia ceiling is only so high. Virginia is coming off an Orange Bowl, and you're still probably going to have a better recruiting ranking than they will. It's Imagine if you remember, came off an Orange Bowl. It's important to remember a couple of things, too. And I know every circumstance is unique, and you got to look at it for what it was at the time. But – Listen, we're not far removed from watching Florida produce a team that won four games not once but twice. Yeah. Okay, there have been programs not named Florida State over the last 20-something years, Miami being one of them, that were way worse off and down and buried for years on end and showing no pulse, no signs that it could get turned around and then turning it around. I mean, if we want to hearken all the way back to the a bitterly disappointing moment in Florida State history, see Bob Stoops taking over Oklahoma and winning a national championship as quickly as he did. I know the times were different, but Oklahoma, when Blake was there, went three and nine. Three and nine. They couldn't get a kid worth a damn to, to even visit Oklahoma. And the right guy came in, cashed it in, used the cachet that Corey's talking about to remind people of what a program could be, had the right message, and all of a sudden it was a distant afterthought all those years of misery. When you're mired in it, when you're going through what Florida State's going to go through this year, it seems like there's no way out. But we know. Look around. It's yeah. We've watched. Florida just did it. They sucked terribly. They're firing coaches left and right. So there's a path. Yeah. We're just going to have to go through some tough days. And you're going to, you know, look, they've got some kids. They've got, they've, some of the kids they have committed. Luke Altmeyer is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. We'll see if he signs. They have to, you know, that has to get closed. 
Um, but they've got a really good quarterback coming in. Chubba Purdy, we already think, is – and Tay Rodemaker have a lot of potential as well. Then on defense, the Jan- uh, Monster Jennings kid is one of the top linebackers in the country. He seems to be dead set on being a Florida State guy. They've got some other guys committed. It's not like it's going to be all guys you've never heard of in recruiting. There's going to be some stars, but you got to piece together the rest. Corey didn't want to add to that. No, he's, no. he's done. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Ritello, boys, is a graduate of the last decade sitting in that downpour 30 to nothing loss to Wake Forest. Was terrible and didn't think I could feel that type of feeling again as an FSU fan, but then Saturday night happened. Do you guys realistically think Norvell can turn this around by, say, 2025 with all the obstacles he's had to endure? Thanks for always being rock-ass solid. Thanks, do Kyle. We think, do we think Miami has turned around? I think relative to what they've been, they're they're going to be a team that is if there were divisions this, is, this year, they would be the candidate to come out of the coast. Isn't that isn't that the perfect example for how it doesn't have to take five years? Literally, I'm telling you guys, I know y'all didn't watch the game. In December, they lost to Louisiana Tech 14 to nothing. They also got shut out in the second half at home by Georgia Tech and lost yeah, to and lost to FIU. No, and now they're number eight in the country. Well, for the, now. nine months later. Well, what, what I would say is this. We'll see. The verdict's still out. Um, you know, I, I'm I not sure that Miami's a juggernaut. They, by exactly. Way. They may get housed against Clemson. And but they're obviously better they're, than they were. No, I yeah. know. But again, I think that the going with the transfer market, I get it. It's part of the game. You got to do it. I think it's difficult to sustain that in football. It basketball. It doesn't work. Yeah, Maybe, bas- yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of gambling there. And. They've hit it with Jared King. I mean, he seems to be a perfect, the perfect guy you want in this situation. It's not always going to happen. Also, Rhett Lashley, I think, is a really good offensive coordinator. He's not going to be there very long. I don't think Miami is going to do what Clemson did and just pay $2 million coordinators right. to keep Manny Diaz as their guy. So I think, you know, we'll see if they're turned around. They're recruiting really well, and, you know, they've done, they've hit it in the transfer market. Um, but I, but the this- way college football is right now, you, you can make a ju- a really big jump in one year because of grad transfers that are good. Yeah, the if, question if, is, you, can you sustain it? You know? No, yeah, but but getting that one year, obviously <laughs> it begets better recruits because you see, oh, we're playing another primetime game. We just put up 52. Yeah. There are there are advantages to the, the grad market, but yes, you, next year you're going to have to have a new quarterback. You're going to have well, to have two different. new defensive ends quarterback is the one area where it seems to typically work. Although I would point to Miami as having resounding failure with uh, Tate Martell. Oh, Tate, Tate Martell was a winner. Yeah, yeah. Really Florida State with Everett Golson and uh, yeah. Hornswoggle. Uh, Michael writes, gentlemen, this is a simple question based off of something that I read last week. This is not advocating for him to still be here, but two games in, knowing everything we know to this point, would you no. have still? <laughs> or yes, we would have still fired Willie Taggart. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I guess if you knew that a pandemic was coming and your your new coach wasn't going to be able to do anything anyway for eight months, maybe you save yourself five million dollars. But you're you're just I think the the what we're talking about is you're trying to turn a ship around. And uh, I, these and I'm never great with these analogies, especially the vehicle analogies. I just don't. By the do way, it if well. you're going to do the ship analogy, that's a good one that Barack Obama used to use about gently nudging it towards the right direction, the right course. But you can't just turn a ship around like that. It's not a speedboat, baby. Right. So, but you're, you're, you're heading into an accident and you were going in a, well, see, now I'm using a car. I've I've really screwed it up. You could, you can't, it wasn't going to be, you were in a spin that was not going to be, you were not going to be able to turn out of it. 
You just weren't with that guy. So the quicker you can put somebody else in the pilot seat to spin it around, pilot. What, what about you, spinning? The captain was going to nudge it. Ira, help me out. Help yeah. me out a little. You're just looking at me dumbfounded. Oh, sorry. The captain of the ship needed to get into a place to where they could nudge that ship away from the iceberg. The right. previous staff was incapable of even seeing the iceberg, yeah, guys. You were heading dead set at an iceberg. I like yeah. to use a 108-year-old reference. You're, yeah. he- you're heading dead at an iceberg, yeah. and you're, the guy that was in charge was in the back. He, just, he could not steer it. No. And so you had to put somebody in that could slowly start steering the thing around because otherwise you were heading straight for an iceberg. You might have already hit the iceberg, but it just wasn't going to get better. Yeah, the thing I would point out to people, and again, if you – and, and I'm sorry if I got frustrated earlier with this because yeah, I just I see it a lot. Told people to shut up. I, I, don't, know, I, don't, I should have just gone straight to miss me. Yeah, just um, miss me on it. That's a lot nicer, man. <laughs> if, nice you, uh, if, uh, if there were a lot of things behind the scenes and at practice that Florida State's administration witnessed that went into that decision. It was not strictly about going 9-12 and 12 in 21 games. And even that you had been- you, oh, had coach, you had coaches at practice on their cell phone just talking to people during practice. You had uh, just nobody on the staff got along. He I went through we ham- go on for days. We I, I, on I'm, days. And I'm just saying that there's a more to it than just 9 and 12. But you, could, you couldn't – it was exacerbating what was already a bad program, and you had to get rid of that immediately to try to heal itself. Now, this guy might not be able to do it. But we know that dude wasn't able to do it. And I, even gonna, if you don't do the behind the scenes, the in front of the scenes, in front of the curtain, was the Virginia Tech game was his first game. The last year's Miami game was the last game. They looked the exact same. Nothing had changed except there were a lot of blowout losses. There were some inexplicable late game decisions. There was having a coaching staff that didn't have all, all the coaches it could because of, uh, I don't know, administrative mistakes. You hadn't recruited a quarterback in two years. There, was, there were all these signs that were like, this isn't the guy. So we have to get out of this as quickly as possible. And it was painful because now you've got a head coach that's taken over a program that has ha- dealt with that for two years. You still have to pay that guy $16 million. It was a really painful choice. But for Florida State football to be good in 2022, Willie Taggart couldn't coach 2020. I think that's accurate. I would also just say I'm going to double down, triple down. I think Mike Gravel, by and large, has put together a very good staff. We'll see if they can navigate and overcome an avalanche of really unfortunate circumstances and mistakes and mistakes. They've made some mistakes. I I have already arrived at the two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you place with Adam Fuller. I'm going to admit that. that. Take, well, man, that, that was it, a it didn't take long. I feel bad about that. I have arrived there. I, I, I'm not. I haven't walked away. It's just I'm with you, man. I, I, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, but but I do think that for the most part, he's put together a very good staff who really know football. But sometimes what it if takes that was more, his? Uh, more than that. Y'all brought up Stoops. What if that was his Oklahoma? I mean, Stoops looked like he was completely overmatched. He was completely overmatched that first Oklahoma game. And then the next week they went out and I think shut out BYU or or did something, played really well well and won the game. It got much better by the end of that year. Maybe that's what, maybe that was his Oklahoma moment in, uh, you know, obviously that 10 defense apparently had a little more talent. And if only Adam Fuller's brother was the head coach at Miami. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he might maybe not throw up bombs when they're up 45 to 7. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up, a few more questions, and call it a day.
Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, final thing here. Let's uh, get to a couple of them. Brian writes, hello, gentlemen. First off, thank you for all the insights that you guys provide on a daily basis, whether it's covering the joke of a football team or a kick-ass basketball program. You guys do an amazing job covering these programs, so thank you. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, my question is, what's worse, the lost decade, 2001 to 2009, or the last four years of this mess that we've been in? Also, since we call the football years of 01 through 09 the lost decade, will this run of suck that we're in get a name for itself? And what would you call it? Well, it's it's spanning two decades, though, right? Because you can't say we're, I don't know, let's see where we are in 2025. We, it might be, I mean, who knows? But right now, it's just a bad stretch. I don't know what you'd call it. Just a, you guys had a horror show. That's, that's, that's pretty I'm apt. To come up with a name, we will. Um, it usually would come to me in the night. I had the, you know, the triumvirate of suckage uh, when we had Jeff Bowden, Chris Ricks, and all that goodness. Um, Daryl Dickey. Well, he was my favorite, and his wife loved me. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there. It's too fresh. It's, it's too and, fresh. It's, and it's and it's challenging because you're spanning three coaches, two decades, as Corey mentioned. I think, uh, guys, I think, honestly, if whatever we use, whatever phrasing we use to describe this lost time, this desperately sad time, it's going to have to take less of a shot, maybe, at the players and coaches and more at the administration. Well, you know what? You may have nailed it a couple weeks ago with the mosaic of suck. Oh, that's true. Mosaic of suck. There's a lot of pieces that come together yeah, to pick up yeah, this suck. Yeah, yeah, mosaic of suck. It's fair I mean, enough. That's not bad. And it's a it's a pretty mosaic. It's got well, how, a lot of different colors and mm-hmm. textures. How, how about the the ass menagerie? Ooh, ass menagerie's good. <laughs> how about <laughs> just <laughs> this? Oh, I mean, I'm tired all of right, it, man. All right, all I'm right. tired of it. I know you are, Jeff. I know you are, Ira. I know you didn't grow up a Florida State fan, obviously, but you've been here since 2002. None of this is fun. You drove all the way to Miami to watch that. You, I mean, it's. It's infuriating. I'm sick of it. I'm just, I know it's nobody's fault. Well, it's not a lot of people's fault. There's lots of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people to blame. But it's not our fault. No. And I don't like like shows like this where it's just basically ripping a team for two hours. But what else can we do? And this is a show. This is a championship show. Yeah. We've been to the mountaintop. None of these kids on that roster have been to the mountaintop. We've been in California watching a national championship game. That's correct. Yeah. We've been there. And for us to be down here in the mud trying to, like, I mean, I don't even know, below the mud, and just, like, having to, like, hope that Predator doesn't see us because we're just covered in mud, <laughs> that's where we are right now. And I'm sick of it. It's gross. This is like covering think, Arizona do you, football. Do you think uh, – <laughs> do you think hey – man, I went, to, I went to the bowl game last year. In El Paso. Spent the yeah. week there. And talk to some of the Arizona State media, which again, like, it's kind of like that's the thing. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. It's like uh, if you take your, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the an analogy that people can relate to, but like, w- when you cover Florida State football, you're used to covering. There's a certain, a certain gravitas. There, it comes the, with us. What we do. There's yeah. just you know you're used to covering big time players, big time games. You, when you end up in an El Paso, yeah. hang, hanging out with the Arizona State media. Or a Shreveport. Or a Shreveport, hanging out with the Southern Miss media. And I don't even know if there was any. 
It's just, do you remember that? Remember that where they had the press conferences in the Shreve, Corey? Yeah. Yeah, man. It was like a storage room. Storage unit so, with uh, bottles of Mountain Dew and, and pa- on pallets behind like, the podium. We're like uh, in that Shit's Creek show. I mean, like we're like, you know, we're, we're we're used to a certain level. And then you you find yourself in these places. And that's the thing, Ira. People don't think about what we've gone through. Like we, we, we grew accustomed to certain things. That's, that's and now it's, it's this. like going through divorce proceedings. And we got with the judge needs to understand that we're accustomed to a lifestyle. Yeah. And that's it. This, this is 52 to 10. The coach is on the couch with COVID. Yeah. Nobody plays hard. They throw the most ridiculous interception anyone's ever seen. They can't stop anyone. The, 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 yeah, El Paso, Shreveport, no goals. By the way, the the, the interception <laughs> that the worst interception that oh. anybody's ever seen. It's the only point in the game that I got angry, like the only one. Yeah. And Christie's like, that's what it took. That's what it took to get you angry after you've been watching this. And because I've been calm, I've just stared off into the abyss and contemplated my existence, my career, my family. Right choices that I've made. How did we arrive at this point? You know, I've done that. I'm the guy at the end of every one of the Miami Vice episodes is Phil Collins play staring out over the water. That's yeah. me right now watching this Florida State football team, just kind of staring out over the water, thinking about maybe I should have made some better choices. But then you see but, that reverse interception. That thing happened, and I almost just flipped the TV tray that was in front of me because I had some food going with beer. I was all ready. I almost just flipped it and walked out of the house and said, that's it. That's it. I'm not watching anymore because who does that? Who does that? That is the – I don't even know. We're cracking. We're, we're cracking as a show. Like the show <laughs> is cracking. It's not just the program. We can't, we can't, we, the, the middle can't hold much longer. It's like the marriages that dissolve and the husband and wife are trying to keep it together, but they yeah. know it's almost done. And at some point, one of them goes, that's it. That's yeah. it. I can't do this anymore. That's where we are. That's where we are. It's, uh, it's, it's because it's come to that. Please beat Jacksonville state. I don't want to do the show if they don't beat Jacksonville state. I don't know that I have it in me anymore. No, we're, we are doing movie reviews if, uh, if they do. Okay, well, you got to watch some. We'll start focusing on baseball and basketball. Sweet. Well, we love you guys. I we really do. Reading, we appreciate you I listening. I stopped reading questions. I figured I'd, enough's enough. I threw in the towel. I threw in the towel. We're up against the ropes. Corey's right. We're cracking. We're all a little, little punchy right now. We, we, uh, we, we, need, we like, need a lot of support from our listeners, though, and our headliner. We got to have it, man, because we're, we're, in a, we're in a tenuous spot right now. I think the key to coming out of this for us as a show is for people to maybe give us some money. I don't know if sometimes it's emotional support, but really the way you show appreciation is, is through salary and through money. So I think, you know, the key here is just to give us, give them an Avenue to do it. Maybe a GoFundMe. (laughs) I'm kidding guys. Nobody send money to the station. Nobody send us money unless you really want to. (laughs) <laughs> several headlines go fund me i like it yeah let's do Corey it Clark and Iris Chappelle. i'm jeff cameron uh we're sorry uh we do appreciate you listening and uh hopefully florida state can beat jacksonville state so that we can talk about the big win big win first one of the norvell era offense really got things humming guys it all turns around this saturday it let's all go. Turns go this saturday here we go peace Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.